welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Vivian Allred. I'm a naturopathic nutritionist and I'm here to help you with your chronic health issues, to help you figure out what the hell is going on and what you need to do. That's why this show ranges in its subjects, but Today we're going to be going deep into the nervous system because I feel like it's a pretty trendy subject at the moment. Everyone's an expert, everyone's talking about it online, claiming to be an expert, and I'm definitely not going to claim to be an expert in this show. These are just my current thoughts, my findings, my clinical experience with clients now for the past seven plus year, years as a practitioner. And my thoughts might even change over time. If you ask me next year what my approach is, it might be a little bit different, but just what I'm going to show today, it just makes sense. It feels the most holistic and there's never just going to be one thing. So if someone's telling you, you just need to do this one thing to heal your nervous system, I would run for the hills because it's going to be a systemic approach. Like the whole body system is going to be involved because you can't have think something happened in isolation. Everything has a knock-on effect on other things. So yeah, this is just my thoughts and my opinions right now. And I'm going to share what I find is needed to regulate the nervous system. So if you're not aware of the importance of the nervous system, it's involved in obviously like nerve conduction and electrical impulses. If you want to get sciencey, so sending messages and hormones and receiving and turning things on, turning things off. But it it affects everything in the body. And our brain, which is part of the nervous system, it's like the master controller of the nervous system, is the the one that's constantly scanning and scouring our environment for signs of danger, just to keep us safe. It's the protective part of our body, and it's how we got to where we are today in terms of humanity, is having this aspect of the body that is always on the lookout for danger. And this is good in some ways because it keeps us safe and it stops us from doing stupid things like running and jumping off a cliff. So we have these inbuilt, innate fears within us, but then we can also develop fears if you had a bad public speaking experience and then you were booed off the stage. That like never happens, but that's people's biggest fear when they start to get into it but that could put you off for life and that could actually develop as a fear. Some people have fears around germs. They have fears around the health. They have fears around the life or relationships. And 
we really want to work out like what is stressing our nervous system in order to heal our nervous system and regulate our nervous system. We still have parts of the brain, the reptilian brain that houses the amygdala, which is the same parts of the brain that we had thousands of years ago. Other parts of the brain have evolved since then, and we have evolved in many other ways since then, but this is something that's just innate within us. So the goal isn't to get rid of it. I remember actually Googling when I had constant chronic anxiety, regardless of how much I meditated or how many happy thoughts I thought. And I actually Googled one time how to calm down the amygdala. I think I just learned what the amygdala was. And I was like, that's it. That's the problem that I that I have. I need to fix it. So I Googled how to calm down the amygdala and it didn't really help. I, I did read a really good book, though. It's called The Chimp Paradox. It's quite a well-known one in the personal development world, but that's actually really helpful for like some reframes and some understanding of your mind. But that doesn't cover all of the physiological aspects like parasite infections and magnesium deficiency that can affect your nervous system and some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. And when I had that constant chronic anxiety age 20, 21, I think I had nothing serious to be stressed about. I lived at home with my parents. I had a part-time job. I was studying. The job was very low stress. I worked at a supermarket. I didn't have any kids, no husband, no relationship. Um, I had my family who were healthy. I had supportive, loving parents. The only real stress that I had at the time was my health. And this is because I was anxious and had the feelings. I wasn't just making it up. I, it was very real for me. But the reason that I had that was because of a physical, many physical imbalances that I had. And to go into the science a little bit, if you're brand new to nervous system or you just want me to set the scene, we have two arms or parts of the nervous system. We have the sympathetic, which is the fight, flight, freeze or fawn mode. And then we also have the parasympathetic mode, which is the rest, digest, heal, reproduce mode. We can only be in one state at one time. And it's mainly driven by the autonomic nervous system, which is if you think, if you remember it as the automatic nervous system, the part that we don't even have to think about, the automatic. So when we are triggered by a smell, we smell something and we're automatically reminded of a person or a memory. Or we see a stick in the woods and for a minute we think it's a snake and we get this rush of adrenaline going through the body and then we realise there's nothing to be worried about. We're like trying to run away. Or we see someone and we get that knot in our stomach these are all examples of how fast and automatic this part of the nervous system can be. These things can happen before our logical brain even has a chance to think or understand what's going on. It's just a response. The brain has identified something because it's constantly looking, even in the peripherals, is there something coming behind me? So this is an amazing part of our brain, isn't it? Our, our physiology. So we don't want to get rid of it and shut it down. We don't want to turn off our amygdala like I was hoping for. We just need to understand a little bit more why this was happening. So the sympathetic fight, flight, freeze mode isn't bad either. It's normal and natural to be stressed sometimes. The goal isn't to never have any stress again and live in this like perfect world where nothing happens. That's not realistic and it's not actually the goal. We There's actually some benefits of going through stress as a human. It actually evolves us and it helps us to grow 
And it's, yeah, how we've got to where we are in evolution is by going through stressful times and coming out on the other side stronger. But we do want to be spending the majority of our time in the parasympathetic, the rest, digest, heal and reproduce, especially if you're trying to recover your health, get your hormones back on track, trying to balance your hormones, um, heal your gut. And it's because certain functions actually shut down or get suppressed when we're in this stressed state. Our digestion, our immune system, our fertility, her growth, detox. Your body doesn't care about those things if it thinks that you're going to be attacked by a bear. You could be just sat on your sofa worrying about your finances, your health, your future, whilst producing the same physiological response as if you were in actual danger. That's how powerful the mind can be. Your gut will stop digesting food, will come to a standstill. Your progesterone level, which is the progestation, the fertility, pregnancy hormone, and that's not just for pregnancy, it's for many other like hormone benefits as a woman, they will drop so that we're less fertile. Uh, we might skip ovulation because the body thinks, I don't want to have a baby right now. That's not important. My life is pot- is potentially in danger. Our blood is physically shunted away from our vital organs and our midsection into our arms and our legs so that if we did have to, we could run, we could flee, or we could fight a predator. That's partly why we get that feeling of butterflies in the stomach or the feeling of our stomach dropping when we get nervous. The problem that I see now these days, and especially recently in the health and wellness world, is a lot of practitioners and people are saying that all you need to do is the mindset work. You just need to rewire your brain. You just need to do the somatic healing. You just need to do gratitude and think differently and do your affirmations in the mirror and manifest and just do the thought side of things and just use the brain, which are all amazing. I love all of those tools. And it could honestly be the missing piece for some people in their health journey. Some people really do just need to release the trauma or work on the energy centers of the body and they're absolutely fine. But I was the outlier in this rule, court rule. For me, it was the physical imbalances in my body, specifically the parasite infections, the mold toxicity and the mineral imbalances that meant that I could not calm my nervous system. I didn't have the basic building blocks, certain minerals to actually make these neurotransmitters that calm me down. Or it was that I had these infections that just wouldn't allow my body to calm down. It's like I was trying to deal fil- filter and fan the, the smoke of a fire when the fire was still roaring. And the reason that my anxiety was high and that I felt like something was wrong is because there was something wrong. Internally, my body was trying to tell me that something was imbalanced, that I needed to fix something. So if all I did was ignore that and just try to do affirmations to clear it or just rewire my brain not to communicate with me anymore, I really do feel like this could be a problem. Forcing your brain to believe that you're safe when you're actually not, when you're not in the right physical environment, when you have something going on internally, you have this chronic inflammation, You, if you're just rewiring your brain, this work can be really powerful. So there are some people who don't change anything and they go from being bedbound with chronic illness to being able to live their life again. So I'm not downplaying the 
the benefits of this, but sometimes it's a short-term relief. Sometimes they they get this improvement and it really helps. But if that physical imbalance has been left unchecked, there probably will come a point where it catches up with you. But there's a there is such a fine line because in some cases of imbalance, like if you had slight like dysbiosis or bacterial imbalances in the gut, or you had some mild minor mold exposure in your body or your home, this person might actually do good by doing some brain rewiring or changing their thoughts or really working on strengthening the resilience. It depends on the person. So how sick you are, your environment, especially if you've already tried a lot, if you've already moved three times because of mold, or you've already done 50 gut protocols to try and cleanse parasites and heal your IBS and you're still not getting better, probably in your case, you might want to do the mindset work if that hasn't been explored. You might want to start to process some of your trauma or your limiting beliefs. So <laughs> I'm not going to say that that's not true, but if you are like grasping at straws, then maybe you need to like look deeper into this stuff. But there are other person, other people that it is physical and they're all they're kind of getting frustrated because they're they're trying to do this mindset stuff, but they only feel like they're getting some relief or they feel like they're not working or they have to keep doing it more and more. They have to spend five hours a day in meditation in order to feel calm and able to like leave the bedroom. That doesn't seem normal to me. But some people do have these limiting beliefs at some point in the health journey that they can't be healthy or it's going to be too difficult or the genetics are really bad and they're always going to struggle with their health. They might believe that the world is a toxic place that's constantly harming our health and it's dangerous. And we always have to be like doing enemas forever and always drinking just filtered water and always just eating organic food. Otherwise, we're going to be poisoned to death. There is such a fine line. So these people just saying these blanket statements out there, that's what I have been having a problem with. And that's why I am recording this episode. So it can be a vicious cycle too that makes it a little bit more complex because take example, a mineral deficiency like magnesium that I am going to talk about as one of the, the physical causes of a dysregulated nervous system. When you're low in magnesium, that can cause stress in the body. And that can cause things like muscle tension and anxiety. It makes you more susceptible and more triggered by stressful things in your environment, which means you're more likely that you're going to be stressed. But then when you're stressed, you deplete magnesium. So a lot of these can cross over too. So just bear that in mind as we go through. But here are some of the factors that can physically impact the nervous system. And then I'll share a few of the emotional, spiritual, energetic things that you might want to look at too. And remember that you might have a few of both. So the first one, I've just shared the example of the magnesium deficiency. So the whole category is vitamin deficiencies and mineral imbalances, especially the minerals calcium and magnesium, and sometimes excess copper. I see these commonly with clients. I run HCMA testing with my one-to-one -one clients, and then I also have my iron balance mineral course returning early next year, so 2024, if you're interested in seeing what's going on with your minerals, specifically these ones, if you're dealing with some nervous system stuff, then that's going to be a great course to teach you how to read the report, how to understand your results, what to do about it, what supplements you need. 
um, and then you'll use that information for retests. So you've got that course then lifetime access. You then just purchase additional tests as needed. And I recommend checking in once or twice a year. But these minerals and vitamins, we need to produce calming neurotransmitters like GABA. So this is what I'm saying. If you're deficient in a neurotransmitter, it's going to be pretty much impossible for you to feel happy and good and productive and motivated. Whether you like the brain is powerful and it can do amazing things and it can probably help you to feel good just by the power of placebo effect. But why not also at the same time, maybe do physical stuff too and have a more holistic perspective why not also just give your body the raw materials it needs to function so that it can do that and then all of the mindset work that you're doing is just going to be an extra boost and will probably speed up the process another thing that physically impacts the nervous system is a lack of sleep or circadian rhythm imbalances we are just so out of touch with nature and the regular cycles now and we're not meeting our physiological needs and that is stressful to the body our genes expect us to be outside in the elements, swimming in water, feet in the ground, out in the trees, out in the woods, spending the majority of our time outside in the sun, not in our little boxes 24-7. So this is a huge stress and I feel like it's becoming more and more common now that people are stressed because they are just living out of sync with nature, their natural rhythms, the hormones are thrown off, the cycles are irregular because they're not getting adequate sun exposure, they're on their phones and their devices too much, getting blue light coming from these artificial sources, and they are up until 2am, laying in bed at weekend till, till midday, and obviously this is going to be a stress because you don't see, like, animals are so in sync with nature, um, whereas we, like, push through our fatigue signals and we go on birth control to suppress our hormones and we're not in we're not experiencing these natural fluctuations of the female cycle so yeah i just feel like lack of sleep is a huge one for the nervous system you're automatically going to be less resilient to stress more triggered by stress when you've had a bad night's sleep you've had the experience most likely of being extra irritable or moody or grumpy or snappy or angry the next day after a bad night's sleep but some people are just constantly sleep deprived even if they're going to bed every night and maybe having eight hours in bed but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're having eight hours of good quality sleep which is the minimum that we're we're needing for healthy happy bodies do you love coffee but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne pms and period problems honestly most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess but King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. 
It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, or suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, Laurasia can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics, the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. The next kind of ties into this is a sedentary lifestyle. So not tying into nature, just like sitting on our bums, not moving, not meeting our daily like movement needs. We would have been moving so much back in the day. We would have been as women like out picking berries and doing our like household chores. I know everything's just like streamlined and easy, like click of a button. We don't need to do anything physical. We would have been scrubbing our laundry. Um, whereas now we just shove it in the washing machine, press a button and it cleans the clothes for us, which is very much a luxury. And I'm so glad that that is the case because uh, I don't like doing household um, tasks like that as it is, but we we just need to, we don't want to try and replicate what life was like back then, back in the day, but we also need to understand like how our body lived for so long and now we're living in a, like so much of a different way. So with exercise, we don't want to be a couch potato just sat down all day. I didn't think for a long time that I had a sedentary lifestyle because I went to the gym and I went for a walk every day. But I had to be real with myself that I do. I just sat at my desk pretty much all day when I'm working or I was until I got a, a desk treadmill, which changed my life. I'm obsessed with it. would highly recommend if you're interested. Um, but I've, I've spoken about that on my Instagram before. And um, now I have much more of an active lifestyle because I do my emails and my calls um, when I'm stood up. I will take a phone call and just walk outside instead of just sitting down. But the other the other way, the other extreme isn't good either with overexercise. That's how I triggered a lot of my health issues to begin is by doing things like chronic cardio, just too much exercise, not enough recovery. A lot of the intense high intensity cardio based training um and just too much especially with what i was eating it just was complete imbalance and especially if you're doing the cardio hit training um crossfit anything intense that's getting your heart rate up at extreme levels and you're pumping with sweat when your hormones are in balance you might be fine when everything's healthy and regulated but it's like you're telling your your body that something's wrong. You're constantly running from something. Why is your heart rate so high all of the time? Because when you're stressed, your heart rate goes high. So if you're if you're activating that because you're doing your exercise class, that's still producing the same physiological response. 
And yes, you're getting exercise, you're getting benefits from the exercise if you're helping with blood flow and oxygenation and muscle mass and fat loss. If you need that, that's great, but you could do that in a different way. So when you're trying to heal, I always say help like do some sort of movement every day, but try to stay away from those intense workouts that just leave you exhausted. And a good telltale sign that you're you're pushing yourself too much is if you're not recovering afterwards or you're completely wiped out after your workout, that tells me that it's a little bit too much. A nature deficiency, um, I, I've given its own little category here, but I touched on that previously. Even things, another physical factor is your posture, your skeletal misalignment. So this is where chiropractic work comes in and specializes in osteopathy, cranial sacral therapy is another one. But if your actual nervous system is misaligned because your skeletal system, which runs alongside of it, is off because of the fact that you work at a desk and you're hunched over or you've got tech's neck, so you're constantly hunched and you've got your neck um, kind of leaning and towering over the body, that puts a lot of stress on the nervous system. A chiropractor could probably explain this a lot better. Um, I think episode 149, I interviewed my chiropractor, or you just search um, Dr. Monica Chiropractor on the podcast and you can find that or on YouTube. But she discusses like the physical issues or if you've had a previous injury, if you've got a lot of scar tissue, that can affect the nervous system too. Last couple things here, um, toxin exposure. So the whole time that I was living in mold, but especially the, the last few years when everything else started to become a stress in my lifestyle and my diet, and I was just not taking care of myself, mold was a huge one. The mycotoxins that I was breathing in were literal poisons. Some of them, some of the species are harmful, they're carcinogenic, and I was breathing them in every day. So my body was doing the right thing in warning me of that giving me these symptoms so that I did something so that I paid attention. So if instead I just tried to meditate my way out of it. Yes, it might have helped in some ways, but it would I would still be being harmed by the mycotoxins because they are harmful to human cells when in excess for a long period of time. Heavy metals are another one. Chronic infections like parasites, um, Lyme disease and the co-infections that run with that, bacterial imbalances in the gut or yeast overgrowth if you've had too many antibiotics or a lifetime of excess sugar and alcohol and not taking care of yourself. If you don't clear that chronic infection, it's not just going to go away. It's going to stay there in the system until you deal with it. And there comes a point where the immune system where the infection load just overtakes it. So maybe a low level of bacterial overgrowth or a parasite every now and again your body can handle when the immune system's strong but if you just ignore it or don't do anything about it if that level of infection takes over there comes a point where your immune system can't keep up and it's just surpassed the level that your immune system can handle it and that's where you would have to go in with some sort of antimicrobials herbal or conventional sometimes pharmaceutical antibiotics antifungals to just get that infection load down but as long as you've got these imbalances, your body is going to have some sort of stress and danger signals and with the effect that it has on the other things like your sleep and it depletes minerals and nutrients, it, it ties into some of those other factors. Another physical factor is that we're eating inappropriate diets a lot of the time. This is different to everyone. So there's not just one diet that helps to regulate the nervous system, but 
if you're eating foods every day that you're sensitive to, that's going to affect your nervous system. At one point, I had a sensitivity to nightshades, along with a million other foods, but I would realize that every time I ate potatoes, and please don't think this is going to be the exact same for you, listen to your own body. The next day, I would have really bad anxiety. And then, because I didn't eat them all the time, I would have them like once or twice a week. I started to notice like every Wednesday, I'm going to have really bad anxiety. And that could have been something due to like work that day or seeing someone or doing something on that day. But it turned out that it was the fact that I was eating white potatoes the day before made me really anxious the next day because my body had a sensitivity to them at the time. I was eating them and it just wasn't the right food. It was causing a lot of inflammation in my body. So allergies and sensitivities are real, but you don't need to go deep into that rabbit hole and start cutting out all foods if um, if you like listen to this. But if you are actually sensitive to gluten or grains and you keep eating them, then that stress and inflammation is going to re- dysregulate your nervous system. So are things like artificial flavors, sweeteners, which we're just not meant to be exposed to, these artificial sweeteners. They're made in a lab. They're not something that we've evolved to be eating. Even blood sugar fluctuations, so ups and downs in glucose, can cause these spikes and crashes, which can trigger anxiety, panic, hunger. And there's people out there with panic attacks, and it's just because they've gone all day without eating lunch, and it's just a severe blood sugar fluctuation that's driven that. Or you, Most of you have experienced the feeling of hunger, hunger hungry and angry where you're like don't speak to me i just need to eat right now that's a classic sign that's just proof that your blood sugar can affect your emotions and definitely your nervous system i'm probably missing a few from that list of physical factors but can you just see how many things affect the nervous system physically these things are either blocking the nervous system from working on its own or they are things that the nervous system needs to function optimally. So it's either like not enough good stuff coming in or too much bad stuff getting in the way. And then factors that can emotionally, energetically, spiritually, subconsciously, whatever term you want to use, um, affect the nervous system. These are the things that are being spoken about more now, which I'm glad. And they can definitely be a factor, but don't also overlook that last set of physical factors. So the first one that I see really commonly is limiting beliefs or are limiting beliefs. Things like, I'm too old. Healing is too difficult. I'm not worthy of healing. If I actually heal, people won't be there for for me. Maybe you'll get in a lot more attention from people because you've got health issues, which might be like, some people are like, oh my God, maybe maybe that's me. Um, But yeah, something to, I've definitely seen that that with people before, with my clients, or maybe people are going to treat you differently if you heal. Maybe you have to like finally like go back to work and maybe that's a little bit nerve wracking for you. You know you want to do it, but maybe you feel a little bit left behind in life because you've missed out on so much. And these limiting beliefs can be stressing you um, spiritually, energetically, subconsciously. They can be affecting the nervous system. But being aware is the first step. So the way to identify what your limiting beliefs are, because you're going to have some around healing most likely but it can also affect like finances relationships work stuff just your self-esteem you would basically ask yourself or fill in the blanks i can't have x so i can't have um 
a healthy body or I can't have the money that I want because, and then fill in the blank, because I'm too old or it's too late or I'm not good enough or I won't be loved, I'll be rejected. So use this and reword that slightly as you need to. So it could be that I can't have a healthy gut or heal my gut because of all of the antibiotics that I took as a child, the fact that my mum didn't breastfeed me and all the stress that I've been through in my life, it's just too much, it's just too complex. That is such a limiting belief. You need to, in that situation, go in to your mind and prove why this isn't a fact because it's not. It's a, it's a, um, it's just your thoughts. It's it's just something that you thought over and over again. It's just your assumption. There are so many like arguments against that. So other people in much much worse situations have healed successfully. I've probably worked with some of them. I have been one myself. Your body is resilient. Your body is constantly healing. If you have to listen to podcasts and books and success stories out there, there's tons of them now. Look into the placebo effect, um, the power of the mind, the um, the yeah, all of the books like Mind Over Medicine, really great. If you have to like prove to your brain that you can heal. Other tools like EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping, hypnosis can help to overcome those limiting beliefs but that could be something that is affecting your nervous system another one is suppressed trauma and emotions especially from childhood under the age of seven you are just living primarily in your subconscious state you can't think logically at that stage so when someone tells you father christmas is real you believe them and parts of your brain are more logical um, parts of the brain aren't developed enough at that stage so things are taken literally so you're told you're bad at maths you're bad at maths you're a shy girl money is the root of all evil being a woman is difficult men have it so much easier if you're told that or you you absorb that or you get that energy from your environment as a child that will probably stay with you and sometimes you don't realize that these are these suppressed like limiting beliefs and emotions until you are struggling with your relationships in your 20s or you're struggling to make money and break through that next level of finances because you were told that having too much money is bad and you're greedy and people aren't going to like you, people are going to reject you. So we have all of these emotions um, that can also live in the body. So if you've experienced guilt or fear or anger, they can reside in the body. They can store in the organs. Somatic healing can help with this, breath work, EFT again, EMDR is another one. So look at your symptoms. And if you've got a lot of digestive issues, that can be linked to emotions like worry. If you have a lot of pelvic symptoms, that could be really linked to your relationship with the feminine or your mum or your sexuality, your creativity, your relationship to money. There's so many examples. You can just always Google emotions and organs chart or connection. You'll probably find some things in the... And it might not be something that happened under the age of seven. It could be a big trauma that you went through in your 20s. Um, someone dying unexpectedly, um, a stressful, like you had to care for someone, a divorce. It could be um, an accident that you witnessed. Anything like that could still be affecting your nervous system now, even if mentally you feel like you understand it or mentally you feel like you overcame it. If you've never addressed the somatic level, the physical level of that trauma, then it can still reside in the body. And you'll know that because 
if you see that person or if you see a car accident on TV and you've been in one, you can understand that that isn't happening for you. Like you've you've dealt with the the fear of getting in a car. But if you, when you see that clip, feel anything in your body that's negative or you get a pit in your stomach when you see that person who treated you badly or think about them, that's a sign that you haven't fully cleared the trauma. So that could still be affecting you. Another one is lack of support. This is a huge one in the health world and just for women in general these days. We're trying to, well, people, I don't want to be lumped into this category, but people are trying to do everything and be this superwoman and just never ask for help. Um, so working with someone, accepting help, asking for help, and then actually accepting it is so important. And stop making excuses. No one is going to save you at the end of the day. You have to take personal responsibility and actively like seek the help that you need or ask if if you don't ask someone for help they're not going to know necessarily that you need it and if you don't know what you're doing when it comes to your health and healing and do i need to work on the physical or the emotional or both and side side note it's probably probably both of them then you need to get someone to help you do that I understand that you've probably got a lot on already. You're trying to work. You're trying to like have your relationships, maybe raise some kids. So if on top of that, you're also trying to figure out your health issues, it's it's a lot. And if something happened to your car, would you just try and research every night and Google and YouTube how to fix the problem, how to identify the problem? No, you would take it to a garage. You would take it to a technician and have a professional look into it. So it needs to be the same with your health and that can actually speed up the healing process so much and take a lot of the pressure off and calm your nervous system. I can't I can't count how many times I've been told as soon as a client signs up with me, they automatically start to feel better because the the stress and the pressure has been taken off them. Before we've even had a conversation, they're like just pressing pay, booking my session, I automatically feel a weight has been lifted off my shoulders because I now just feel supported. So we're not meant to be this one-man, one-person island where we do everything ourselves. We're meant to have community. We're meant to have people to talk to. And if a limiting belief about money is coming up, like I can't afford it, it's too expensive, just know that that's a limiting belief. The money will always come back. You will always make the money back, but you can't get your time back. And how much money are you wasting now by not fixing your health or your mindset issues and living this way? Another thing that can affect the nervous system is not having a meaning or purpose in your life or you're living out of alignment. This is a huge one. I ask all of my new clients in the questionnaire these questions. Are you? Did you have a good, happy childhood? Do you feel like you have meaning and purpose in your life? And you would be surprised how many people say no. So humans feel like they the humans need to feel like they're working towards something like they're progressing. But a lot of people are living their life for someone else. Maybe the job that you're in now is something that your parents wanted you to do. Maybe you always wanted to be an artist and you're working in HR. You're you're living out of alignment and it's not easy to just like up and leave and open your artist studio and then you're good. Like it will be a process, but you really need to listen to that intuition because it's probably telling you and you're just not listening at the moment about that relationship that you're in. 
wanting to start your own business, wanting to study again, but you have all of these excuses, these limiting beliefs, but that will just start to nag at you. That will just start to get louder and louder until you tune in. And yes, it is a little bit scary sometimes to go outside of your comfort zone and do something new. But on the other side of that, when you start to trust the process and listen to your body, that is so supportive to your health and calming to your nervous system. It's It can be a bit of a stretch to begin with. So you might actually feel a little bit more nervous, but there are things that you can do to like reframe that and think about what you're going to get out of it rather than the temporary discomfort that you feel in the moment. But on the other side of that, the more that you trust your body and the more that you tune into yourself and listen to yourself, the calmer your nervous system will be. It's like you're safe in your own body. And last one on the energetic, spiritual, emotional, subconscious side of things, the things that people are talking about more, which is great, um, is a lack of boundaries. So people are like lacking boundaries these days and letting people cross them and then getting upset with them, even though they didn't put a firm boundary in place. So we need to set boundaries and actually stick to them. I've struggled with this and I'm really trying to get better. Um, and I feel like I have done in terms of work stuff. I used to just be available 24 seven to my clients. They can message me on all different apps. I'd have people WhatsApping me, ringing me. Um, I'm surprised that some people are like turning up at my house, but I had to be really firm. I, I then had strict client days. So only three days a week when I see clients, the other days I would be doing other stuff. I would um, not respond to emails after a certain time. I would say that I'm going to respond in two working days. And if I cross that, or if I say that I don't reply on, or I don't work on weekends and I'm messaging on weekends, like what is that saying about my boundaries? I'm letting myself down, but I'm also I'm also giving them permission. So I can't get mad at them if I wasn't firm in my boundaries. And a really like great thing that I heard is that I can't remember who I heard it from now, um, something in the personal development world, but they said people who have issues with you setting boundaries are usually the people who benefited from you having them. So not having them. So just have a think about that and set your boundaries in whatever ways you need to. So if it's someone at Christmas who you're going to be spending time with is really rude to you, or they're trying to pressure you to drink alcohol or eat the cakes and you don't want to because you're trying to heal your guts or it makes you feel horrible, you need to be firm with them for yourself. You need to stand up for yourself. So maybe like think of scenarios that you've let people cross your boundaries up until now. Are any of those coming up around the holidays? That's a really common time that people struggle with this. And just know that 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 is going to dysregulate your nervous system. So if you're serious about regulating your nervous system, then you need to do some of these difficult things and have difficult conversations with people, stand up for yourself, ask for what you need. This is so much harder than taking a supplement to calm your cortisol levels. But this is often the stuff that makes a big difference. So hopefully you see that it's a bit more complex than just doing some affirmations every day or some breathing techniques every day. I need you to listen to your intuition and feel if any of these have resonated. I'm sure I've missed some, as I said, but this was a pretty comprehensive list. And also remember that this can take time. 
there's definitely no quick fixes when it comes to changing thought patterns, behaviours, balancing your minerals. They're going to take time. And there are some things, don't get me wrong, that can have a pretty instantaneous effect. Like if you start taking magnesium and you've been deficient for ages, you can feel and have the best night's sleep <laughs> ever that night. But Or you can have a hypnosis se session to clear a block instantly and then you automatically get rid of that that limiting belief that you've had, but we're often undoing years, if not decades, of physical and energetic imbalances here. So please be patient with yourself and don't also cause extra stress to the situation by pressuring yourself. Like, I need to be healed by March because this is happening and I'm getting married, so I want to be perfect. Like, this is going to be an ongoing process and the journey of personal development never ends. And once you've dealt with one block there's probably going to be other things like new level new devil type thing so just yeah just take it one at a time maybe re-listen to this episode take notes if you have to and a reminder that my group coaching program reprogram will be back in january this time as a three months instead of a six week container so if this is going to be um this is going to be something that will kind of tie up both the physical and the energetic, emotional, spiritual level. So if this has resonated with you today, maybe you've only been trying one out of the two options and you want a more holistic program, then this is going to be a really good option. And I'm excited to spend three months with you guys. There will be limited spaces because everyone's going to get a one-to-one -one session with me as well for more customized supplement recommendations and question time. I will be sharing more here on the podcast over the next few weeks and months before the launch happens on Instagram at Viva Natural Health and my email list. So if you're not already on that, you can sign up on my website at the bottom of the homepage. Or if you download one of the free guides, you also get added to my email list automatically. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, we have covered what you actually need to do in order to regulate your nervous system. So I'll see you back here next week. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one -on -one consultation packages if you want my top-level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.